Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another episode of Film Burrito. This is going to be a bonus episode uh, where we continue our superhero battle royale, as it were. I am Jason in the Southern Command of Film Burrito headquarters and Chuckles is up north. What is going on, sir? It's like friggin' Hoff outside. It's still snowing. Puxatani Phil's a lying prick. <laughs> I thought he smelled bad on the outside. He's just the worst. It's oh, it's just the snow. Now we you are can rec- drive though. So we're Not bad for a quadruped. That's very, very true. We we are recording this a week and a half before it's going to drop, so there might not be snow. It might be 75 degrees if the window's open today, the day you're listening to it. I don't know, but the day we're recording it, it's cold, and I don't like it. It's a little chill, chill. Yeah, I had to, I had to bring the space heater out of retirement. I, I think that we should know, living in Northeast Ohio, that we don't put away our winter gear. Um, just leave it over in a corner because we're probably going to need it at some point. Yeah. Like I remember uh, a long time ago, like within with, like maybe a, uh, over a decade. Um, actually I know it was over a decade cause I was driving to, to work where you work. Um, and from, from my parents' house in Madison. So this would have been early 2002, maybe 2001. Uh, it snowed on, uh, on my sister's birthday and that's in May. Yeah. And, yeah, and it, not it, like May 1st. What I, I can't count the number of uh, like early season baseball games where they're wearing their short sleeves and their, you know, neck gaiters and earmuffs <laughs> and moon boots. Yeah. Because it's, it's snowing during baseball season. It happens all the time up here. It's just what we do, what we deal with. I wonder, do, do any of you people in Malvern get snow uh, in spring? Please, please let me know who's Did you say in Mul- Malva. Malvern, not Mulva. Oh, got it. Dolores. Dolores. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, these pretzels are making me thirsty. So, field. so just to recap, everybody, last time we left you off on a, I want to say cliffhanger, but I'm going to try to come up with a different phrase. You know what they call uh, a cliffhanger around uh, these parts? I, yes. And yes, it's I do. terrible. A surprise ending. <laughs> uh, so we have an abrupt it's, ending. <laughs> <laughs> which is which works for my joke that I told you earlier too. <laughs> and I hate you very much. <laughs> Can't unknow that. So we will continue on there, Clint Howard. So we, to put it pop. we made it through the entire list with the exception of our final four in the first round. So we've got two on Chuck's side. We've got two, two in the West and two in the East. We're going to do these last battles to determine who is going to advance to round two in our brackets. And I've got to say, I've got to reiterate what I said the last episode was, I think that these are probably going to be two of the best matchups that we had in the entire battle Royale. Wouldn't you agree? I I do agree. I'm actually perplexed on who I want to go first and, and who I want to end on because you can make an argument for starting with either and ending with either that they're in my opinion, they're that potentially good. I think, uh, well, I think that we should start with yours, for, and I'll tell you why is, later. Is it for continuity's sake, because we started with mine, and it would have been my turn anyways? That's part of it, and that's because <laughs> that's just who I am, and I, I need to keep that, that, that uh, sense of structure. But another thing is, because I have a definite favorite that I want to go forward in the brackets. Okay. And... Yeah, so like I'm I'm curious to see where we go with this one and see if my if my pick 
uh, reigns supreme, or if I get uh, if I get <laughs> if I surprised, get trumped. Um, yeah. Okay. Well. Um, yeah. So this would have been in basketball terms. This would have been the number two team going against the number fifteen team. Um, however, that means nothing in these brackets at all. That just helped us randomize uh, off of our initial lists. This is going yeah. to be Yoda versus Jedi Master Yoda. Yeah, Jedi Master Yoda in all of his in all of his glory uh, versus Doctor Manhattan from Watchmen. Now we do have to reiterate, and we talked about this in the last episode, that we do have parameters to these battles. Okay, so they are on a fictional island, film burrito island, if you will, that is um, roughly the size of Manhattan. Not Doctor, but it could be the size of Doctor right? Manhattan. He's- and we, and we have a dome over top this, this dome over top of this island that prevents anybody from teleportation or or flying or things of that nature. Uh, outside of the, the the atmosphere of this place, so uh, Doctor Manhattan, for example, he can't just teleport to Mars like he did in in the book, um, or the moon, the moon, not Mars, or the or the or was it the moon or yeah. the Mars? You, I don't remember. You, you said it was the moon in the last episode. I didn't know, but the moon sounds correct. Um, yeah, the and the it's other thing the too is um, now I, 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 we are we are dealing specifically with only the powers that you and I know that they have. So I have not read any Watchmen books, and I have not read any um, uh, literature for, for Star Wars, expanded universe that's no longer canon, or any of the canon comic books. I'm only basing mine off of the films. I have, but have not watched the um, HBO Watchmen series. So I, I honestly don't know if there's new information in there. I'm only going based off of uh, was it Zack Snyder uh, who did the Watchmen film? Yeah. So I am only basing my knowledge of Doctor Manhattan's powers, which which are <coughs> oh dying, which okay. are yeah no just a little death. His powers are pretty you know uh, uh, massive and yeah extensive. I was trying to be like omnipresent, but that doesn't really. Doesn't really work. That's not a word I wanted, but something similar to that. I don't know. Omnificent, omnip, omnip, omnipotent, omnipotent. You're imp, you're impotent. He's impotent. We're all impotent. I don't know. Um, he's Erectile got dysfunction. He's got lots of purrs. <laughs> so, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take the lead on mine, and you tell me your thoughts while I formulate some opinions of my own based on what you say. Okay, so. Um, all right. So Dr. Manhattan, of course, he is, um, virtually omnipotent, uh, as, as we were talking about. So he, he can change in size, he can teleport, he can, he's got essentially godlike powers. Um, so one of the things that we were talking about hypothetically before is that if you put him up against Superman, all Dr. Manhattan would have to do is snap his fingers, go to a different universe. Superman doesn't have his powers generated by Earth's sun, and there he wins. It's a war of attrition. He can't even fight him because he's gone. Um, what we've got now is Dr. Manhattan versus Yoda. So now you're introducing, uh, like we talked about last episode with Luke Skywalker, all Yoda has to do is give himself over to the Force, and he's basically omnipotent as well. 
So um, this is a really tough matchup. Like I said, I think maybe one of the best in terms of where we go with it and what, and what we can do with it. So, um, so the first initial kind of uh, shots fired in this battle, so to speak, I think you're going to have, all right, Yoda is, is himself. He's the, the little green guy. And so not dead Yoda. We're, we're looking at, a, so we're looking at prequel Yoda first. He would be quickly dead compared to Dr. Manhattan. Agreed. You know, cause he, he could, he could, uh, increase in size and crush him with his foot. He could, um, you know, shrink down to microscopic level, get in his bloodstream and, you know, and then increase in size and just blow him apart. Um, Yoda, he could use the force to, um, to wield off some of those attacks at first, but I think ultimately Dr. Manhattan will get the upper hand. So then after Yoda is dead and he's given himself over to the force, he becomes a force ghost. He like Luke in our previous discussion, he's basically omnipotent too at that point. So at the end of the day, I think it's like a, a, a war of attrition kind of thing. And I don't know how, like, I don't know if Dr. Manhattan is like, is he eternal like, will, will he never die? Um, or does he have some sort of uh, half-life? You know, because I think he's he's radiation-based, isn't he? Something like that? I believe so. So if, if that's the case and he is radiation-based, you know, he might be, quote-unquote, eternal. But, you know, even with radiation, there's a half-life and it's not, it's not going to last forever. Whereas force powers theoretically would be. So I think... At the end of the day, I've got to give a slight edge after maybe millennia to Yoda. Well, okay, so I I broke a rule just now. Um, I did not watch the Watchmen series on HBO, but I just did a, a quick Google search because I, I think it's necessary in this particular battle. Can Dr. Manhattan die? And the the first result that came up from December 16th, 2019, Watchmen Season 1's finale and Dr. Manhattan's death. Although he is obliterated by Lady Trio's centrifuge, the process is destroyed by Adrian's frozen squids before uh, before it can be completed, killing Triu, Trio, I don't know, and destroying the machine. <clears throat> Excuse me. Dr. Manhattan is most definitely dead, but the question of his powers remains unclear for a bit. That's in the finale. So my argument of the, of the show, which is supposed to be more in line with the books. So now that we both have that information, I think I think your argument is absolutely correct going only based on the the, the knowledge of the film. Having this information, I think Yoda has an upper hand because we don't know if Dr. Manhattan exists in a negative zone or space or can come back uh, at this point. It's not, and I don't know that they're doing a season two. I think this was a one-off for the show. Yeah. I watched one episode and that was it. I actually had a, it was a, like my HBO subscription ran out like right at right after the first episode. So I watched the first episode and, and that was it. But um, yeah, so I don't know a whole lot other than what I read in the book and saw the movie. 
Um, and so going on uh, some of these little forums, just, just as I'm, I'm reading this, um, one of them, one of the answers to the question, uh, you know, can, can he reassemble his body, uh, when he's disintegrated, which, which, you know, cause, or he can re- reassemble his body even when disintegrated, which renders him practically immortal. Can he willingly cease to exist? In other words, get into a state where he would not be able to reintegrate uh, or regenerate or anything else. And one of the, the, the main answers on here is yes, Dr. Manhattan has the potential and perhaps the inevitability uh, of the outcome uh, to descend into entropy, just like all things must ultimately embrace. So either he'll succumb to natural forces, which may erode his abilities, or psychological uh, disillusion uh, as he becomes more inhuman over time, thereby, thereby destroying the very humanity which allowed him to, tr- to transcend death and gain his powers in the first place. Uh, and it says, Making the case Dr. Manhattan is the only character in the Watchmen series uh, to explicitly possess superhuman abilities Throughout uh, throughout Watchmen, he is shown to be immensely powerful and seemingly invulnerable to all harm. Even when his body is disintegrated, he can reconstruct it from atoms in less than a minute. Uh, the second time this happened, uh, John, which is the human version of him, has complete awareness of and control over atomic and subatomic particles that can alter his body's size, coloration, density, and strength. He does not need food, water, air, and is, for all intents and purposes, immortal. He can teleport himself and others over great, even interplanetary and perhaps intergalactic distances. His only apparent limits are the physical origins of his previously existing organic-derived mind. So, my thought is that, from what I'm taking away from this, is that the only thing human about him is his mind, and if he were to cease to exist or continue to exist on an indefinite timeline, that would degrade to make him no longer human and solely be this entity of this what is, life force or yeah, whatever it which, is. which is essentially just energy. So my argument would be that Yoda, alive or dead, has the ability to control the force which is the energy, the space between molecules that surrounds and binds all living things together. Dr. Manhattan is an entity, may or may not be living, but has the ability to to do the same thing with particles. Essentially, they're able to alter the laws of natural physics. Yoda, having over, over an indefinite timeline, has the ability to retain his, we'll call it humanity, um, but his, his semblance of self which we see in the, the final films, uh, in the in the sequel series, because yeah. because he can maintain that. And we have precedent for it as well, because Qui-Gon Jinn, dying in episode one, still retains his humanity, we'll call it again, in episode nine, when he comes back and, and is part of all the Jedi are in you, Ray. It's Qui-Gon's yeah. voice. So there we're looking at a <laughs> 30, 30 or 40 year time frame that the mind is still present where Dr. Manhattan, even though it, it may be longer, his mind would degrade and he would no longer be human. So I think, I think Yoda wins. I don't think it's a great argument. I think it's too, 
I think this one, although a good matchup, might not be as good as we originally thought because I think it's it's too much of a waiting game for it to really well, matter. That's yeah, that's what makes it a good matchup, not necessarily a great battle. Because I think you know when we were talking about Avengers versus Justice League, you have a great battle because you've got this this head to head matchup with all of these different powers and ways that they could fight each other. So the battle is great. But the you know the and, and so it's a great battle and yeah. a great matchup. This one we've got a great mat- matchup, but not necessarily a great battle. It's almost like the bride and they Katniss, basic- except they wouldn't join forces. Yeah, right. Because first, Doctor Manhattan has absolutely no sensibility of you know because um, if you if you watch the if you the movie in particular really kind of drives this point home. The book does too, but. The, the movie is better because um, Billy Crudup, I think, was after he played him. When he transformed to Dr. Manhattan, his voice went just completely robotic and monotone. And it just shows that this guy, he, he's he got very little humanity left. So he would have no problem destroying Yoda or trying to. So even if you put them head to head, Yoda might not want to fight Dr. Manhattan. But Dr. Manhattan would fight Yoda and Yoda would have no choice but to defend himself so you would have this this eternal battle basically that goes on forever and ever so i think that they would both weigh the odds and say this isn't worth fighting because we're you know no no one's going to win in the next thousand you know five thousand ten thousand plus years i do think that yoda does have a distinct advantage over dr manhattan in the sense that if dr manhattan were to shoot energy if that's something he can do uh, using energy as a weapon yoda is able to absorb that given the force lightning example uh, from dooku in episode two yeah where he's able and it's it's not i mean it's he absorbs it into himself like he takes the force energy into himself and then shakes it off and then uses that energy to flip around the room so i think right. anything anything that that is weaponized energy from Dr. Manhattan's side, Yoda would have the ability to absorb. But, but then again, it becomes when it becomes too much energy and Yoda gives himself to the force, he becomes that same energy that Dr. Manhattan can manipulate. But also Yoda has the ability to manipulate the energy as well and can still control the physical realm. So it, I, think it's, I think it's really a stalemate. So who who moves I, on? I think it's a stalemate until Doctor Manhattan runs out of humanity, you know, whatever humanity he's got, because then he just becomes energy and and there's no consciousness. So it, again, it might be a great battle up front, but at some point it slows way down because they both realize nobody's going to win this, and it becomes a waiting game. And Yoda would win out because I think. Manhattan would fade away after millennia. So yeah. I got to I, I got to give the slight edge to Yoda in this. I, I mean, I agree with you that Yoda would be the winner, but it just it it's very anticlimactic that it just becomes what is essentially a, a waiting chess match. It's 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 a, it's a chess match where there's only three pieces left on the board. Now, now here's the beauty of it, though. which is the definition of a is... fucking stalemate, Chuck. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Okay, <laughs> but see, this is the beauty of it because tell the people what the matchup is, 
now that Yoda has won his bracket. Oh, it's Yoda versus Luke. Ah, see? So, it might have been anticlimactic with Manhattan versus Yoda, but now we've got Yoda versus Luke. Who's going to win that one? You got the student and the master. That's going to be a beautiful matchup, and I can't wait to see that. So that was the one, that was what I wanted to happen. I wanted Yoda to edge out, but honestly, I was going into it not, th- you know, not trying to push that agenda, but just seeing where the where the chips fell, and, and I, I honestly think that Yoda got a slight edge after, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of years, which, again, very boring, but, you know... Uh, See, I'm not day, looking not forward to Luke versus Yoda for the same for the same reason is that, you know, Luke, you can you can make an argument not to jump ahead of ourselves too much, but you could make the argument that Luke is more powerful than Yoda and that Yoda is more powerful than Luke. And you can make the argument that Yoda is more versed and knowledgeable in the force because of the amount of time he's had to study versus Luke's lifespan. But. I, I think that ultimately the two of save them it, save it. Okay. Save it. What okay, save it. so let me let me ask you this. If if we had decided that Superman beat Luke and it was Superman versus Dr. Manhattan Ooh. or Superman versus Yoda, I mean I think I think after after we're done with all these brackets and we come up with a final winner, we should do um a recap show with, with ultimate alternate pairings. Like we should do we should do a what yeah. if show, maybe. Maybe we'll we'll wait a couple of months and then come back to this and do a what if show. That would be fun. Yeah. Cause I've already got ideas with Superman versus Dr. Manhattan, which, which again, that's one of the, the scenarios that we had talked about before we even started recording, you know, when we were drawing up the, the parameters to the battles and stuff like that. Yeah. Because, so, and it's, it's important to point out because you said that it's, it, when when we when I say that we randomize these, we we truthfully did randomize them. We did not put them in a, in a particular order, but we had the 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 list because we each had a, a one through twenty list. And when we were trying to set the parameters of the stage, originally I wanted the octagon. I thought that close combat quarters would be better. Um, you said no because you had you had uh, the Dukes and uh, A team, which require more room for vehicle uh, 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 movement. Which I which I uh, agreed with. Yeah, and and so, you know, the, it. But that was one of the things we we just looked at who are the on 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 first glance who's the strongest or most likely to win the whole thing, and it was ultimately it was Superman and Doctor Manhattan. You know, would be the the final showdown at least for the final four or the final two, depending on who had them in the list. Um, and we had talked a little bit about like Wolverine as well because he has the ability to to live forever. Essentially, Superman has the ability to live forever, which is um, I think Kevin Smith wanted to make that film, that three part film of Superman's life. And it was you know as the sun is starting to die and envelop all the planets, it's just Superman's you know old, slightly decrepit corpse on a on a hot flaming planet, uh, being in, in, engorged by the sun as it becomes a, a supernova. Um, you know, because it's an unlimited time frame. Even though he does age, he ages slower and and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I just I did mm-hmm. want to point out that you know these these are in random order and they just happen to be the way that they they came through. Um, but that's what we were talking about was you know, and some of these were beautiful matchups like we were talking about before. Oh like, yeah, some of them you you which I think is a great segue into the final matchup that we're going to talk about. Yeah, if you want to intro that. Yeah, because I I was definitely worried about putting up somebody like 
uh, Superman versus uh, Dominic Toretto. Okay, that's okay. Next. <laughs> yeah, that's just done. You know, yeah. Luke Skywalker versus Rick and Morty. Okay, next. Or versus Bugs Bunny. Next. Like, so I'm happy of the way that it turned out. But yeah, the um, the final for, for our little show here, which is the one I was most excited for, is your last one. Uh, John Wick versus Rambo. John Rambo, yes. John Rambo versus the, John the Wick. The Battle of the Johns. Um, the the yeah. pisser, the pissing match, if you will. <laughs> no, that's the Battle of the Johnsons. It's a different thing. No, because you call so, it, but you call a bathroom a John. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, so it'd be the Battle of the Shits. Okay. So, um, John Wick versus Rambo. So, what are your initial thoughts on this? Match? So, the thing that I like about this is that neither possess any superhuman ability. Both have have been and can be wounded. Both have combat experience. Both have right. intimate knowledge of multiple weapons. Both have strengths and weaknesses. Like, even though these are fictional characters, they're grounded in some semblance of reality. Right. Now, what I what I will say that gives uh, now because I'm I'm giving the initial. Um, the 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 initial odds are going. in the lead here with the choice. No, I'm I'm getting to it right now. If you'd be quiet for a second, <laughs> I'm saying that I think that the initial odds Hold on, go. Let me pull it out my pants oh, so you can kiss my ass. <laughs> I hate you so much. The initial odds are in John Wick's favor only because the assumption can be made that on Film Burrito Island that there is a a a hotel to service John Wick's needs for guns. And that was hospitalization. Was Whereas if John yeah, Rambo like, is the Continental on Film Burrito Island, I would assume that I would assume that it, it it would be because it's in every major city. Yeah, me too. But the the big thing is also is that if we're if we're really pulling, and this isn't to be funny, but it is kind of funny, if we're pulling from the lore of John Rambo, if he walks through a city, Brian Dennehy, may he rest in peace, because he just passed away. That's would, right. Would would. Try to remove him from the city, so there and would hold him in the surrounding areas, whether it's suburbs or in like the regular police force would hold or attempt to hold John Rambo at the city limits, which means that he would not have an unlimited amount of ammunition and or health care. He would have to survive based on natural uh, natural remedies and or what's around him. So you have more of a survivalist versus yeah. uh, more of an urban setting. So that also makes Which us a good match. Which if you remember back to the original Rambo movie, that's exactly what it was. That's what, like I'm, he that's went what out I'm pulling. To, he went, went out to the woods with nothing. I think he, he had his knife and that was it. Well, every Rambo so, movie other than the last one has has that as the premise. He's living, you know, he has a, a, a stash of arsenal that he has, that he's collected over the years from whomever, or he's dropped off in a mili- you know, near a military facility that gives him the ability to reload. But all of all of the Rambo movies, for the most part, are just him figuring out what you know how to make traps and kill people essentially without guns and with guns and you with know, yeah you and know especially in like uh, arrowheads yeah like First Blood Part Two where he goes back to Vietnam. You know he's hiding in the mud like Arnie in in, in Predator, and it's like yeah. slashing slashing people's throats. And so there's definitely an element of um, camouflage that gives Rambo an, a heads up in the woods. But it's getting John Wick out of the city that's gonna that's gonna give Rambo the upper hand. 
and you know, I, I mean, it depends, I guess, where where does the the fight take place? Where does it initiate from? Be- right before we can give one person the 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 yes or no that they're going to have a um, an advantage over the other. I, and, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that ultimately that's what it comes down to is environment. Is I, we environment and we have seen we've seen rambo in basically every environment that you can think of you know so we had him uh in the first in first blood going out to uh the forest and and surviving out there we had um rambo 2 where he goes to vietnam like you said so he's got all the armaments and everything that the government gave him because he was basically hired to go in there uh the third one was what um, the Mujahideen in Afghanistan. So yep. he kind of had a, a little bit of backup there as well. Um, and then the last two was like the jungle. And I didn't even see the last two yet, but uh, the jungle was the next to last one. And then the last blood was at his house, I think. So I'll give you a little bit of a recap. Some, And I'll, I'll, I'll pause a little bit for spoilers. If you don't want to hear what happens in Rambo. Yeah. Don't, don't spoil it. I, I, cause it, I, that they're on my list of things to watch during quarantine. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to spoil them for you. But I, there's going to be certain things that I need to, to tell you about so you can make an informed decision just based on on location and and what the mindset is. So, uh, in okay. in Rambo, which is not a first blood, it would be Rambo Four. Um, John Rambo is essentially living a life of peace somewhere, and I can't remember where, but it's somewhere near Cambodia or or Vietnam or it's it's in the the, the south uh, Southeast Asia. And he's living a peaceful life, and he only has his knife, and I believe he's a farmer. He's just trying to survive day by day, and that's mm-hmm. when the, um, the the mission, the missionary folks come in up the river, and they're asking him, and they're, he's like, you got guns? And they're like, no. You, well, then turn around. You're going to need guns. So, yeah, you uh, need guns. So all, all, the, all the weapons he has is from the, um, the, the Southeast Asian army that he goes uh, against, the I, I I don't know if it's organized crime or a military force or what, whatever it is. I, it's been a while. Um, Last Blood, he is living with, maybe dating uh, this this Hispanic lady or Latin American lady, um, and like taking care of the house and her daughter. And her daughter gets kidnapped by Mexican. I think they're in southwest the U, southwest U.S. The daughter gets kidnapped. Yeah, I'm thinking Arizona. I don't know if that's yeah, Arizona, case, New Mexico, something like that. Yeah, but she gets kidnapped by um, by uh, by uh, 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 mafia in in Mexico and, and is trying. I think they're turning her into a sex slave or a prostitute or drug mule. I don't know. Turning her into something she doesn't want to be. And he goes something in bad enough to piss off John Rambo, which yeah. is your biggest mistake right there. But he has a, an arsenal on on site, and so he goes and rescues her, brings her back, and then the full force of that Mexican gang comes over the border, and he has uh, at his ranch homestead to protect. He essentially has set up the same types of booby traps he has in the first three Rambo movies. So it's it's not a far departure, but he does have an arsenal in the fourth one that he can pull from. Is the is his girlfriend played by Sofia Vergara? No, uh, that's too bad. Yeah, I like her. Um, okay, so so the point being is that John Rambo's got experience in battle in a multitude of different environments. Safe right. to say, yes. Okay, John Wick 
from what we have seen in the trilogy so far, seems to thrive in a more urban environment. Right? Right. So only going by that bit of information, I've got to give the edge to John Rambo by a slight, slight margin. And let's put it this way. If we had more exposure to John, to John Wick and like, like could he survive and thrive in, uh, in the forest or in the jungle or something like that? Probably. We just don't know that yet. And I don't know that that's the appeal of that character. And I don't know that we ever will get uh, a movie that's not in the city because all of the secondary characters take place in major cities. All of his help is in cities. It's not in rural settings. I think if if we, if we doesn't have the continental out in, you know, in the, the woods of Montana, for example. Right. But I think, I think that if we give, Wick the Continental that we have to then give Rambo the homestead with his base of operations as well so that they have a place to regroup, yeah. treat their wounds and, and come back. I would say that if that's the case, the battle should take place in in essentially the small town from Rambo 1. It should take place in suburban America where there is local law enforcement. They're not corrupted, but they are the... Um, you know the typical 80s law enforcement kind of meathead guys where they're gonna they're gonna they're, you know they they don't like either of them because they're on the wrong side of the law one's a vigilante and one's a hired hitman so you've got that to contend with you have you know the 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 contract code that you that you don't go after what women and children uh for John Wick and it's only people who have contracts out or people who are trying to kill you that you go after so they're not looking for collateral damage. So they're both going to be aware of that. Rambo being a good guy is definitely not going to want collateral damage and would do everything he can to protect people, which he yeah. does in all of the movies. Um, you know, I, I I think that if it takes place in, in an urban environment or in a suburban environment, that John Wick has the ability to disappear into the normalcy crowd, whereas Rambo and his PTSD, he would always look like a weird outsider. You know, he's he's this huge, massive, bulking guy to begin with in all the movies. In all of them, except for, like, one of them, he's got that, the Rambo hair. You know, yeah. like, like it's, he stands out in a crowd more than John Wick does in urban and suburban America. But he does have the camouflage ability in the woods that, that Wick would succumb to so it's it's really about environment and venue on where it takes place and i don't see my thought is that rambo would go after wick in in the scenario of the two of them are going to fight i think rambo would go after wick to to initiate first contact into the city First blood, if you will. Yes, I so didn't want. I didn't want to use that. The, <laughs> so, you, so you think Rambo would take the initiative? He would be the aggressor. I mean, and, it, it depends on how the fight is set up. Because I, I also, with a lot of these, my 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 fear and and what we're putting out is, you know, does is how the how the the dynamic works where essentially it's all we all we picked all good guys. 
There's no villains yeah, on here, right. so which I thought was weird. And it's mostly because villains have character flaws that are much more massive than than heroes, and so that would be the ultimate downfall is, you know, they're power-hungry, so they're going to lose focus. They're obsessive, so they're going to lose focus on, on the task at hand. That was my, uh, you know, subconscious yeah. decision. But how do we how do we get a situation where these two fight one another? Now, so maybe he takes a contract out on Rambo. Well, then, then I think at that point, Rambo doesn't make first blood contact. I think John Wick does. And John Wick right. would have to either do something to lure Rambo into the city or take it to the woods. And with Wick having the ability to research his, his targets would know all about Rambo and his military conquests, whether it's classified or not, because the Continental would be able to provide him with classified documents. So Wick, sure. I think, has the upper hand with the setting in an, in an urban environment and with the um, recon initially. Yeah. So here's, here's my thinking, I'm, and I'm going to bury the lead here. I think Rambo takes it by a slim margin. Here's why. Both of them are reluctant. If you, if you look back in the history of both of these characters, neither one of them wants to be in the game anymore. They want to be living their life peacefully out in the country or whatever the case is. You know, for, for Wick, it was living in that nice house with his dog. He gets sucked back into the game, movie after movie after movie. So there's a reluctance there. Rambo's the same way. He, you know, if you go back to the first movie, he had just gotten out of Vietnam. He's home. He just wants something to eat. I just want something to eat, you know. Brian Denny, he doesn't want me to eat. So you got that whole situation. Neither one of them wants to be in the scenario that they're in. Difference between the two characters, though, is that John Wick has this sense of duty where if somebody comes to him and says, hey, I've got your, you know, I've got your, your thumbprint on this contract and you have a debt to pay. He's like, okay, I guess so. And he'll go and he'll fulfill this contract and he'll go get his target. So that's what I'm thinking. That's the scenario that we're in. John Wick has a contract. He's got to fulfill it. and He's got to do what he's got to do to, to, you know, get that red out of the ledger. So Rambo, what he'll do, go into self-preservation survival mode. He'll go out into the woods where he thrives. And there's no way that Wick is going to be able to rise to the level of the skill that Rambo has out in the woods doing his survival thing. And that's where he wins out. See, I, not that I don't agree with you. I think that there's... Uh, I I think that it'd be a hard fought battle. No, I, 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 I mean, there's more be... there's more to it than than that. And and give me a second to I'm I'm doing a quick update and I'm formulating uh, a thought on here for for what would happen um, because I think it is very similar to the battle above with the bride versus Katniss. I think if first we would have to have a reason for there to be a contract against Rambo for John Wick to be the aggressor without the contract, which is, which is an external stimulant, which we did not discuss their being 
John Wick does not have a purpose other than to kill Rambo to kill Rambo. So I think he he makes a conscious decision to not go after John Rambo because Rambo is living a life of peace in the in the you know uh, uh, in, in the woods or on a ranch and a farm somewhere New Mexico Arizona Montana wherever right. and flip side Rambo does not have a reason to go after John Wick and like kill his dog and instigate or go after one of his loved ones because John Wick would not have done anything to Rambo directly so there's no outside stimulant I think if you put sure. the two of them together if you drop the two of them off, and it doesn't matter the environment now, if you put them both in the city, suburbs, or country, and the two of them are looking at one another, they have no hatred towards one another. They have no reason to fight, which I know you can make that argument for anybody in here other than like... Yeah, right. I mean, there, there are certain ones like... Tyler, we, have to, we have to throw that in there as a, you know, just forget why they're there. They're there and they're fighting, period. I, I think that Wick and Rambo do a team-up. I think that it's the same situation that Katniss you and the Bride have. Katniss? I think they do. I think that's really the only way that it that it works out is that because the, the two of them come together, they have no animosity towards one another. There's no each. Okay, so each one of them require a stimulant in order to do that. If we look back at um, caffeine, huh? No. If we look back at Meth? any at anyone else on here on your list, you only have one person that has. That, that could be constituted as a, as a villain, and that's Tyler Durden, and that's just because he is essentially a, a, a nutcase. He's, he's insane, and so he could be the instigator. Nobody else has the motive on your list to instigate other than an outside stimulant, but it's also not required in any of the other... Like, it's, it's not required in any of the other matchups to have a stimulant. You've like okay, Avengers versus Justice League that we had. Justice League wins based on on powers. The stimulant is this. Pe- these people are not us, and they're threatening because they have powers. And that argument goes both ways. Mission yeah. Mission Impossible versus MacGyver. You know, MacGyver could you know Mission Impossible could say well MacGyver has the 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 looks of uh, a homeland terrorist because he's able to to make all of these. Lethal or non-lethal traps because of his mullet. And MacGyver would then have a survivor instinct. X-Men versus Neo is kind of similar to Justice League and Avengers where there's powers involved. Tyler Durden versus Indy is because of mental illness. Bourne versus McClane. I mean, McClane doesn't have a reason to go after Bourne, but Bourne would see McClane as the potential as another government operative that he needs to take out. And A-Team versus Dukes of Hazzard would be government... Uh, or ex ex military freelance versus the outlaws versus the outlaws. So so there are inherent inherent character. Uh, you could justify it. You could justify the yeah yeah. You could justify it. with with John Wick and Rambo. They require a stimulant for action. None of the movies so, have them as the aggressor in the, in the beginning. You know, like so. Like, let's take that away. Let's take let's take that away. Drop them in the middle of the city. Round one, fight. Who wins? I think Rambo gives a. I think, I think Rambo tries to negotiate because that's what he does in most movies. He tries to find a peaceful oh, reservation. So well, yeah, he just. Yeah. I'm just passing through town. I'm just trying to, to liberate. You know, I I want to I want to win Vietnam. 
I, I, I'm trying to liberate these people. I'm trying to, to save my, my, you know, woman's child. I'm trying to save this 17 year old girl. There's, there's a reason for him to act. Same thing with Wick. There's a contract that needs required or somebody went after him personally for no, for no reason other than to go after him. Cause the first movie, the, you know, the, the death of his dog and his, and his, uh, was it his girlfriend too, or just the dog? Well, his wife was sick. His wife was sick and she died. They got the, uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Killed his dog. Stole his car and killed his dog. So, and it wasn't because, but it wasn't because he was John Wick. It's because they wanted the car and they killed the dog because the dog was there. That was the stimulant. I think that Rambo goes into right. expletive because, or in, into exposition because that's what Rambo does in all the movies. Hey, you know, I'm just trying to live a peaceful life. I don't want this, blah, 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 blah. And I think Wick is receptive to that because we see Wick post-wife death where he's more... <laughs> wicky, wicky. <laughs> we, see, we, see, we see Wick post-wife death. That's funny. Um, He's a much calmer, rational person versus what he's alluded to being, which is the best hitman, I'll take any job, before he met her. So I think the time frame that we see John Wick and and who Wick is as a person versus who Rambo is in all the films leads me to a team-up. So you're sticking with the team-up, huh? You're not going to pick a side? I I mean, because, because, okay, so if we do what you want to do, which is to take out to take out um, stimulant and just say it's it's two button mashers on the on the on the Dreamcast playing Tekken and yeah. it's Rambo versus Wick. <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a stalemate. I think that they're both equally skilled, and it comes down to the environment in which they fight. And there's no logical way to get either of them into an environment given the parameters that we've set for the arena. Okay. So I will I will give you my my last uh, my last case for this. Uh, so we take out the the stimulus or stimulant. Um, we take the meth out and drop him in the middle of the city. John which, Wick. Uh, remember though, it is it's not just the city. We're we're thinking about Manhattan. So you've got you've got the urban environment, but you've also got like a Central Park type place. So you've got the woods too. What I think is that Rambo would draw Wick into the forest and he would beat him there. Now, could Wick survive and thrive in, in a forest-like setting? Possibly, but we don't know that based on what we've seen in the movie. We know that Rambo could survive and thrive anywhere. So that's why I give the slight edge to Rambo. I think he's going to draw Wick out into his territory and he's going to beat him. Is he going to beat him easily? Absolutely not. Okay. Wick is a force to be reckoned with and he's got he's got hand-to-hand combat skills, he's got gun skills, he's got survival skills. He's a tough SOB and he'll go as far as cutting his finger off to to advance his position as we saw in the third movie. But I think at the end of the day, you've got that uh survival situation out in a forest type setting that is going to give Rambo a slight edge. I mean, if, if this is a carbon copy of Manhattan that is now film burrito Island and they're dropped in the middle of Manhattan, I think that Rambo is too far away. Rambo would have to have everything fall his way to get to central park. And 
Wick would have to stay out of Central Park long enough for Rambo to set up those traps for him. I mean, I think if they're if they're dropped off in the center of Manhattan, I think it goes to Wick. If they're in the city, even though there's a there's a forest environment in the center of that city, if they're in the city originally, I think that there's too much circumstantial evidence of John Wick being able to maneuver through, uh, you know, seven or eight city blocks and get his kill before Rambo gets to the park and then assesses and recons John Wick to, to learn his weaknesses and set up all of the, all of the traps needed in know, Central man. Park. You look at, you look at first blood, you look at the very first Rambo movie. They had him dead to rights in the basement of that police station and he still got out. Yeah, but that's All that's those but that's who stopped him, that's an out. inept police force who's not used to dealing with that who have, who have not the, that police force from what from what I can gather was not a group of ex-military back from you know these are these are not Vietnam vets back in 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 the the the, the police blues now these are these are local people, some of which have probably never left that small town in Washington, because I think it's in Washington State. Because it's rainy. Something like that. It's rainy. Washington like or Oregon. That. Um you know it's I, we know that it's obviously surrounded by woods and mountains. And so it's a small town. So these are probably small town cops. These are these are Geneva Madison cops, man. These are not a group of ex-military. You might have one ex-military. Brian Dennehy might be a a, a veteran of the Korean War. For his character, he was, I believe. I, okay. I think he was. Okay, so you so you have one military leader with a group of local cops who have probably never drawn their gun uh, more than one or two times in their entire, if that, in their entire service history. Rambo gets out based on the fact of who he is because of who he's going up against. You put him in a basement in that same situation with John Wick down there. Rambo's dead. If we're if we're ignoring the the, the stimulant requirement. Rambo's dead because he's locked in a basement with with a trained assassin, not inept cops who are also they don't know that John Rambo is John Rambo. They think he's a drifter. So those cops are already mentally disarmed and they just think he's a bum. They don't know who he is until until the third act when the um, when his dude, the, 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 the army chief shows up and tells Dennehy's character who they're going against. That, yeah. that's when they really know like like when he escapes and he starts he starts the you know the, the payback you know urban terrorism uh, or wooded terrorism you know, efforts against them it's all in self-defense they they at that point have an idea that hey this guy is really good and crazy he's probably ex-military but they don't know that he's got what is it a navy seal background or something or he's a green beret he doesn't know that green he's beret, got yeah. green beret special ops training until the third act and even then, Rambo only kills one guy. He kills. He shoots the guy uh, on the rooftop. I think of the police station. Everyone else is oh. is advancing towards him. Anyone else who dies in that movie is advancing towards him in the woods somewhere. Right. He. Yeah. And the first guy that dies in the whole situation doesn't even die because of Rambo. He slips and falls. Yeah. So. So I think I think you have to take that that logic out of there and say, 
You know, Rambo got out not because he's good in an urban environment. Rambo got out because of ineptitude of police force who didn't know who they were up against. Had they yeah, known, then, then then you got to flash forward to the, the third movie where he teams up with Mujahideen, which is basically like you know just a bunch of villagers, and they end up winning. So I don't know, man. This is a really really tough one. I think this might be the toughest one that we've had so far. Let me let me just jump in here. I did a quick search. Uh, <laughs> I did a Google search for Rambo versus John Wick. First and foremost, who would have thought that this is a topic that has been explored by a shit ton of people really there are youtube there's four youtube videos right <laughs> off of the top there is um uh, an article on medium there's an article on quora there is an article on screen rant um there's an article on cinema blend there is a, a, a total subreddit <laughs> dedicated to this very question who wins i John love the internet Rambo. i love the internet Dude, i really so do I. if for no other reason it just shows that there are nutsoid people out there just like you and me who sit around debating these stupid questions. Um, <laughs> so what's the consensus so, on the internet? Like sway me one way or the other. The Now, first and foremost, a lot of these are really in-depth. Like I just scrolled through an article. Uh, I, of course, I didn't read it because we were talking. <clears throat> but just, I mean, there was pages and pages and pages. And at the very end, because I wanted to get to the end, and I saw that it came down to uh, Rambo. Um, but then there was another one that I went through that said uh, John Wick because he would be the first one to get a shot off. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's a consensus there either. We would have to go way down a rabbit hole to figure that out. But, see, I'm sticking with Rambo, and I think you're sticking with John Wick. So what we may have to do is go with a team up on this one because at the end of the day, I don't think either one of us is going to sway the other one's decision. And like you pointed out, I think this is a very Katniss kiddo matchup where they probably would say to each other, you know, we're going to be more powerful together than alone. And there you go. Yeah, I mean, I think they I think they find common ground again, because there's there's documented history of Rambo trying to do the right thing peaceably in almost all the movies. I think three. Three is the only one that I can think of where he's not, he's fighting for the little guy in, in, in the sense that it's the, it's the locals in, uh, but it's against the Russians. Like that's what, that's what three is. It's, it's not that it's pro Taliban, even though it's got that blurb in the end of it. It's that yeah, it's, it's, it the, did not age well. it's the little guy versus the USSR and communism. And, right. and that's, it's the, it's the, the fight of, of ideologies. But every one of the other movies is like the second one is, hey, Rambo, we need you to go in. And we got word that there's a bunch of POW Green Berets, you know, still being held in, in you know, this this Vietnam, Vietnamese prison camp. You know, we've got POWs. Can you go get them? You know, absolutely. Right. That's that's still that. Well, I guess that's fighting an ideology, too. They put the love interest in there and have her get killed because um, she's part of a. What's what South Vietnamese? Um, she was South Vietnamese, or her family was South Vietnamese, and and they were they were pro U.S. and so she wants to help. She's like a, a spy, kinda in the village, and they meet up, team up, fall in love, and then she dies, and that's when he puts her necklace around his neck, and right, it's like a second Adam's apple. He's like, "This is how manly I am." <laughs> I've got Talk two Adam's apples. Get away with it. <laughs> 
I'm shaved and oiled up on steroids and wearing a choker. <laughs> catch catch me outside. Profile picture on Grinder. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think that that Rambo ties for the peaceful way. Like, why why are we doing this? I think out of all the matchups, I think that that's that the Bride and Rambo are are those two matchups are the the ones that they have the most intelligence to just stop and say, why are we doing this? Not, we have right. to do this. Because that's the and thing the, is, even in civil, like, even if you look back at Civil War and use that as, as a catalyst for the, the Justice League and, and Avengers one that we did, they, they don't really stop and ask why. Like, there's buildup to the reason, but, I mean, Tony and Cap just meeting for coffee and talking it out would have stopped Civil War. The film probably like yeah it, let's, all, it, let's all get in a room and, and talk through this rather than you know going out and, and trying to kill each other yeah and and even in that too like you've got that scene with with you know, um hawkeye and, and black However, widow where they're like you know we're still friends right depends on how hard you hit me let's flip back though let's not forget the rage that tony had because cap was defending Bucky and Bucky killed his parents. But that's that's Act Three. I'm talking about the fight in Act Two, the one where they actually line up against one another, because that's what the Justice League versus Avengers would have been. Would have been a lineup. It would have been an Act Two lineup before we got the the climax. Was that when he found out about Bucky? Was in the third act. It was in the third act because that's when it was just the three of them fighting. And that's when 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 oh, Cap's like yeah, he's my best right, friend. That's right. You know he's 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 so the only two, friend they were I've fighting got. because of the contract, right? They were it was because of the Zakovia Accords, the Accords, yeah. And and I mean okay. Bucky Bucky was there, and he was definitely a catalyst for it. Like you know, hey Cap, you know we we want Bucky, and they're trying to get him on the plane to get him to Wakanda, I think it is, and uh, or no, they're Dude, just trying to get to Bucky re- away. Rewatch the Avengers movie. There's so many MCU movies. I mean, I love all of them, but I there's just so many to watch. Because I can't just watch one in the middle. Like I've got to be like, okay, I need to rewatch Civil War. So let's put Iron Man one in and build up to it, so that I've got a full idea of the story. And then by the time I get to that, I'll just forget what we were talking about. I'll tell you what, though, Captain America the first one is a really good standalone movie. Iron Man is a good standalone movie. Um, Incredible Hulk is a good standalone movie if you're okay with the Incredible Hulk. Black Panther is an awesome standalone movie. But if you get into the Avengers flicks, you need even Captain America: Civil War, like or uh, Winter Soldier for Winter Soldier and and Civil War. You kind of have to watch those other flicks to really get the full flavor of it. But so is that our consensus? Are we saying that Wick and Rambo team up like Katniss I, and uh, Kiddo did? I really think that's the ultimate. What would happen? I know that that's. I know that's not. What I wanted, I wanted there to be a definitive winner because I really thought this was the best one uh, out of all that we did. But I don't think, I just think that given the characters that we're looking at, that no. I think if you if you swap out either one of these for Jason Bourne, then it's a true head-to-head matchup. They just go after one another. Because Jason Bourne would be the aggressor because of his amnesia. He would see one of them as a threat and they'd go after him. I think Rambo yeah. versus John Wick, that cooler heads prevail, and I feel that they team up. But you know what the beauty of doing that for this purpose is? Is that look who we have in round two. Yep, the two team-ups. Kiddo and Katniss versus the two Johns. <laughs> That's awesome. Which is going to be another great matchup. 
Yeah, and I think for I think for some of these we need to we need to we need for the next round on some of these I think we need to find a motivation to to help with this scenario because again we're dealing with all heroes. So, well let's just do a quick recap because we're I think we're both on the yeah, same page okay. there's a team up. So let's do a quick recap. I'm going to I'm going to start on my side and work through because I don't think there's as much argument as there are on yours. You, you did a really good job of picking really great characters. I, I thought mine was... Well, thank you very much. I thought mine was very inventive with, with getting some cartoon characters in here, but yours were very thought-provoking. So, again, first first round we had Kenny McCormick from South Park versus Captain Marvel. Because Kenny is ultimately a god uh, and can can come back to life, he would win uh, over, an infinite, uh, over an infinite timeline. Uh, we had Bartleby and Loki's team-up versus Optimus Prime. Uh, Optimus wins, cutting their wings off and turning them human and then stomping them to death. Uh, Ray versus Lauren Scott was not even a competition. It's Ray. Uh, Dominic Toretto and El Mariachi. El Mariachi wins. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby versus Rick and Morty was an obvious Rick and Morty win. Uh, Bugs Bunny and Deadpool, although very equally matched, Deadpool comes out ahead. Um, Superman and Luke Skywalker probably the most controversial one that I think I had on mine and Luke Luke comes out uh, on top for for two different reasons my thought right. being he can pull the kryptonite out of the sky and use it and yours being on a long enough timeline Luke can give himself to the force and wait Superman out and and, and ultimately would would win out as the victor and the same and thing similarly with similarly with Dr. Manhattan yeah. versus Yoda um, so that sets up for the next real show and not a truncated one, although we are over an hour on this one. It is basically a, a whole nother show. Um, no way. Yeah, we're, we are at an hour and two minutes. Um, so <laughs> That's crazy. So good luck on although the 20-minute. An, an hour is, is a short show for us at, at this point. Yeah. We're looking at you know our history. So, you know, again, give us feedback if you disagree with any of these. Um, you know, we'd love to hear from you. What we're looking at on Especially my side of the board. for the team-ups. Like, well, I think, honestly, like, if somebody out there says. Back up, back up. We haven't gotten to your side yet. <laughs> you haven't done the team-ups yet. I'm just talking about any of my guys on here. Give me a, give me a heads up. We, we'll, we'll, we'll get to yours because yours are thought-provoking. Again, you yours are way better than mine. Huge fan of what you did. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> now, so next week on my side, we've got Kenny McCormick going against Optimus Prime. We've got Ray Skywalker versus El Mariachi. Rick and Morty versus Deadpool. That's another interesting uh, car- yeah, dude, cartoon versus fun. cartoon-esque. And then the, the piece de resistance on my side is Luke versus Yoda. We will get into an argument over that one, I think. I um, have a feeling, yeah. Uh, on your side, just to, just to go through the... The, the the Rembrandt that you painted for us here. Dukes of Hazard versus A-Team. We've got A-Team winning. Um, we've got Jason Bourne versus John McClane with Bourne coming out on top. Crazy Tyler Durden versus Indiana Jones. Henry Jones Jr. wins. X-Men versus Neo. The upset, in my opinion, Neo coming out on top. Uh, we've got MacGyver versus the Mission Impossible team with, uh, with MI coming out on top. Justice League, which was a closer, uh, I think that was a closer match than I anticipated. I thought that it would be. I agree, and yeah, it was. And, was uh, and to give myself just a little bit of props, it's because of the fact that the the MI team is not really a, a functioning team in the field. 
they're they're a support team for Ethan Hunt, and I think that was their ultimate undoing with uh, with my thought right. process and why it was closer. But yeah, I think I think like you said, MacGyver being more of a non weapons guy, Ethan Ethan takes him out and moves and, and moves the entire team forward. Um, Justice League versus Avengers, uh, another great one. I was really, I, I, you know me, I am not a DC fan, uh, but Justice League wins out just based on the fact that they've got, they've they've got Superman and Wonder Woman, they got and, soups. and and yeah. and the, you know Avengers don't really have that. Uh, and the, the beauty the, of it that you brought up, and I didn't even think about this, but Wonder Woman and Superman can both wield Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. Yeah. And That's so huge. what would be a a huge positive in the Avengers column actually becomes an Achilles heel to some extent. So I thought that was kind of a cool twist as well. Now, I would like to do a bonus show, an actual 20-minute bonus show, where we just go into the full Avengers team versus the full Justice League team in the films. Yeah. And see what it would be for the Endgame team versus the six justice leagues. And I'll even throw in green lantern for the, for the simple fact that they were, they mentioned in the director's cut green lantern. And we have a DC version of green lantern out there, even though he wasn't in the team, I'll give them a seventh member just to kind of tip the scales. Um, since they're more cosmic based than the Avengers are. And I'd like to do a, a bonus show of that at some point after this, uh, this little shindig is done. Um, and then the final two that you had, again, just being, a very interesting matchup, Katniss Everdeen uh, versus the, the bride Beatrix Kiddo uh, came to the conclusion that Cooler Heads prevail and that they team up, as well as Wick and Rambo, since we kind of came to a stalemate and it seemed like the only obvious answer would be a team up on there is we've got Wick and Rambo teaming up together and they are going to go up against the bride and Katniss. And, uh, Which I think is is an awesome way to end it. You've got the the two team ups going against each other. I think that that was beautiful. Yeah. And, and with, with Wick and Rambo, I think too, is like, e- even if we were to have picked a winner in that, ultimately it's going to be by a hair. Oh yeah. Just, just a microscopic well, margin. I of think who would come out on top. Both of those team ups are like that. Even Beatrix and Katniss, it's, it's by a hair. It comes down to, just like with Wicked Rambo, it comes down really to environment and, and stimula, uh, stimulation of, of the event. It, the Bride and, and Katniss, there has to be close – in order for it to, to be fair, it has to be close range, and then the Bride wins. But ultimately, if they you get close enough to of, talk, Katniss is going to – You know what I kept thinking of when we were talking about uh, Wick and Rambo hmm. and how like they would fight till the bitter end? It made me think of The Hunt. Remember that last scene where they're they're both laying in the kitchen? Yeah. And it's like you killed me. Well you killed me. Like, that that was actually a really good movie. Yeah, I I really liked the hunt. I, I thought it was it was well done. We'll have to carve out some time and talk about that at some point too. Yeah. So again, uh, I, I I think very interesting uh on your on your side, very very well thought out and and very interesting results. Some upsets, I well, think, and and again, give us your feedback if you if you've got if you can. I would say this. I, I mean, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. I'll throw it out to you, but you know, if, if you can give a compelling enough argument for for Wick versus Rambo and and give give us a reason why one should come out over the other and not a team up, maybe we'll change the results before the show. Yeah, 
Totally. We're, we're definitely open to input. So why don't you give a rundown of the uh, Eastern Conference second round uh, matchups? So we've got the A-team going against Jason Bourne. We've got Hen- uh, Henry Jones Jr., Indiana Jones going up against Neo. Uh, that's not going to be... Uh, that's 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 gonna be bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's gonna be bad. It's not really a fair fight there. Uh, we've got uh, the Mission Impossible team against the Justice League. Uh, yeah, I can see who's gonna come. I can see of those two who's gonna win. Actually, those first three, I can I can pretty much tell you what my picks are. Um, the team. You know ups, what though, I'm gonna do though, right? Yeah, you're gonna argue the counterpoint. I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find a way that the underdog comes out victorious. Well, and and I'm it's gonna, gonna be difficult. I'm going to do the same thing too because again, I you know I am not I we we have no no stakes on this on who's going to win. Although maybe we should maybe we should put some money on this between you and I on who yeah, wins the, the full championship. Um, or or what we should do here's what we should do is each of us will put up some money and whoever wins the other one donates to a charity a charity of the other one's choice. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, we'll have to it talk. Have to be huge money, but no, we'll, know, we'll talk offline. We got a little bit to throw around. Yeah, well, we've got some. We've got some film burrito cash out there that we can. Uh, there you go. That, that we can maybe uh, maybe do something something helpful with in this uh, trying times. Um, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. We'll talk about that offline and, and figure out what we're gonna do. And you know, uh, we kind of said this at the, the last show too, but uh, you know, definitely. Don't worry about, you know, going to our, our you know, tip jar, like we had said in, in a couple past shows on there. If you feel the need to donate money, donate it locally, uh, you know, food banks, blood drives, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the, the, the Music Cares thing was going on. It won't be by the time this show goes. But find, find charities like that if you're going to donate money to. Take care of everybody in, in, the, in the, the global community at this point because we're all impacted right. by this this BS uh, flu crap. Um, here's here's another thing that I'm trying to do as well, and, and I, I don't think that this is out of, you know, I mean, this isn't even necessarily charity, but think about barbers and hairstylists and dentists and people who would normally be doing work now who can't do work. Uh, if you're not getting your hair cut right now, see if your barber or hairstylist has uh, gifts, gift cards or gift certificates that they can sell. Go and buy those because I'll guarantee you, as soon as this blows over and we're able to go get our wig split, we're going to be uh, lining up outside of our barbers and stylists. So buy it now. Take your budget out. Get that gift certificate or whatever. And be ready uh, to, to schedule your appointment. Same thing with your dentist and your eye doctor. Hook it up. Get, schedule an appointment now so you can get in there and get checked out once this all blows over. Um, and the same thing with uh, restaurants and stuff, a restaurant that you might go to to take your family out to dinner, call them up, get a gift card and, uh, you know, either use that yourself over the course of these next several months or maybe pay it forward and say, hey, you know, hey, local restaurant, I bought $100 worth of gift cards, pay off a couple of checks with it, you know, but there are a lot of ways that we can help each other through this and and. You know, as much as I hate the phrase because I think it's played out at this point and it's, you know, hashtag activism, we are yeah. really in this together. <laughs> like that's, yeah. it's, you know, it's trite, but it's true. 
Yeah. Another another thing too is with everyone ordering food from delivery services or restaurants that offer delivery, you know, throw a couple extra bucks, you know, to to the delivery guy or gal that's out there. You know, it, it you don't think of them being on the front lines of of all this, but you know, you get you get a family that's ordering food in even with a no-touch policy, they're still putting themselves at risk. So, you know, make sure you take care of them as well. Make sure that you're you're thinking about their health and not just yours when you're getting deliveries. And throw them a couple extra bucks as a thank you. Uh, you know, it goes a long way with keeping those mom-and-pop businesses and those, you know, the, those part-time employees, you know, employed. And, and you know, it's just going to help out all, all the yeah. way around. Um, you know, and the same thing with lots of good ways to help an animal, you know, the, a big thing for my sister and, and, you know, one, one thing that she's always said that she wants to, to do more of when she, when she has some additional, you know, funding and, and free time is, uh, something with animals. And, and there's a lot of animals being adopted right now because people are bored. Um, so donating money to local shelters and animal care facilities to make sure that they're fully stocked and, and they're not, you know, just turning out animals to anybody and, and have the funding to stay open is really important as well. Great ideas. So, um, I think that wraps it up for, for this, uh, for this week. Uh, the, again, this is a bonus episode, even though it did run a little bit long, the next episode for the superhero showdown should drop on five, two, uh, which is where we'll kind of pick up with our, uh, what is this? Our sweet 16 that we have on here. Uh, and we'll get them down to the uh, to the top eight uh, the two weeks after that. So thank you guys for for listening in on our weird bonus follow up episode. Um, again, you can find us uh, on all the social medias at Film Burrito. Uh, visit us at filmburrito.com. Leave us a message. Send us email uh, either directly from the site or you know you can email us at filmburrito filmburrito at gmail uh, If you have any you know thoughts or or want to do some some ranting and raving about uh, decisions that we made on here uh, that don't make sense. And drop us a line on our hotline. What's the number on that? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm actually, that's what I was, I was killing time while the, <laughs> while the page loaded. Oh, <laughs> it's area code. It's four, four Oh seven Oh one six, five, four, seven. Leave us a voicemail message. If you can, we'll, we'll try to play it uh, and answer any questions or address uh, any, any uh, updates or information that's on there. Um, but we really, we, we thank you again for, for listening to us rant for, what we thought was going to be 20 minutes and turned into, let's see where we're at now, an hour and we 15. We should know each other better than so, that, though, right? It's we a, should know each other better than that. It's it's essentially a full show. It's just an off-cycle show. So happy, happy quarantine. You get a freebie out of us. There you go. All right. We're an apocalypse, everybody. Yeah, stay stay safe out there. Take care of everybody. Uh, don't be dicks. Don't be, let's see, let's, what, what did my yeah. sister say her family crest was? Don't be a dick, don't be dumb, and don't die. That's, uh, that's their family crest. <laughs> so I, I put that out to the, to the universe as well. Be, 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 be uh, as nice as you can to people, always, but especially now. Yep, don't be an a-hole. That's my, uh, <laughs> don't be an that's my number one rule for life. Which is really weird why you and I are friends, because I definitely right. am. I, do, I don't I don't know how that works, but I, alas, here we are. I think you see a lot of 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 who you could have been in me, and you're like, hey, we'll just ride this ride this <laughs> ride this train and, right. until it, until it's until it's off the rails, and just see how far this goes. Hey, twenty years, man. Me and you, me yeah, and you, man. coming up to twenty years in um in May. Actually, it'll be near the end of May that you and I'll celebrate our twenty years as friends. Aw, wow. Yeah, I know. Old as fuck. Well, hopefully we can. Uh, hopefully we're out of quarantine by then, and you and I can go out and have a cigar and a cocktail and celebrate our uh, our two decade old friendship. Dude, I honestly I think that we're we're um, essential. We should just do that tomorrow. 
which is just I, yeah, right? <laughs> Essential workers. Let's do it. We could we could right, we well, could I, do a Zoom meeting and smoke cigars. You could go get one and all, and we could just smoke and FaceTime. If it cools off a little, or if it warms up a little bit, rather, because I I will not I will not have a cigar in the house, but I can certainly you know pop a camp chair outside and, and enjoy it. Yeah, that but, uh, you get you get some Jenny cream ale and just go full on white trash. Oh, dude. Throw a wife beater on and a, and a backwards <laughs> and a baseball cap. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just sit right outside your apartment complex in the common area with, uh, with you know, old boxer shorts on and a, and a wife beater and a backwards trucker cap, smoking a stogie, drink, drinking a Jenny Cream Ale and whistling at all the toothless ladies as they walk by. Well, dude, I'm almost to uh, <laughs> I'm almost to uh, mullet hair at this point. It's getting to that point. I, so, I I did a number three shave on myself and uh, the back's not did you really? yeah the back's not great I have hair which is good I don't look like a turtle but it's uh, I wasn't able to get <laughs> get much on the back done so I've got some fair faucet curls going on back there so I gotta I gotta wow. figure something out beautiful to, it's it's bad it's no bueno so all right well I'm I'm good you got anything else to add there Mister Mister Lair nope that's it I can't think of a better uh, topic to end on other than uh, you know white trash wife beater and mullet hair so we'll leave it <laughs> i like how i like how i try to end the show where i'm like take care of everybody don't don't be a dick and tip people and it, and it actually ended on hey how shitty of a human being two. can i can i be before yeah. we sign off on here so okay rejected well, extra from king of the hill you know sitting outside having a jenny cream ale. bobby damn it bobby well hey thank you for joining us once again be good to yourselves and each other to quote jerry springer <laughs> Until next time, I'm Jason. I'm Chuck. We are Phil Marito. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Would you show reach the end of the rope? You know I'll be there. You know I'll be there. Would you show Yeah.